Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things Mecha. Jump ship incoming. And welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, episode 14. I think we're just going with consecutive numbers. We're not doing seasons. <laughs> I don't know if we ever decided that. You can do both. Season 2, episode 14. Season <laughs> Well, it's season 2, episode 3, 2, something like that. Anyways, I'm Rob. I'm Brian. <laughs> Alphabetical <laughs> order, Pat. Still can't get it right. Still can't get it right. Uh, both, you, to a good start. both you have names higher up in the uh, alphabet, so you, you get confused. <laughs> Yeah, well, we also decided that we were going to do it on who's next in hosting order. No, we didn't. It was alphabetical order. Was it? Yes. I think it's always been alphabetical order. <laughs> oh, shit. No wonder. <laughs> it's all your fault. Uh, we could change it up. We could make that the new thing this year. For season two. Just to confuse us all. Yes. We yeah. have fun here. Yeah, we just we're just chaos. But uh yeah, we have a lot to talk about. There's lots of news, so we have I've done some stuff. I don't know if you guys have done anything. We're gonna get into it. And uh as always you can go to our Facebook group that has a lot of our posts that we'll be talking about. Uh we try I, I try to also post in the Discord when we talk about stuff just to, so it's in two different places for those who don't use Facebook. And uh yeah, I think that's about it. That's that's our intro. Is that a good intro? Sounds that's good. A- Good intro. We'll be back with the dropship. Dropship landing. Oh, yeah, welcome back. We're in the dropship. We've been working on stuff. This is where I get to randomly say a person's name and they have to start talking about something. So I'm going to say, Brian, what have you been working on? Uh, well, the, the Escaflone Mecha project is, has once again kind of had to be put on to the side. Um, as I've, I've got a, a Kings of War uh, tournament coming up, and so I had some giant monsters to to paint up. Uh, so kind of tangentially, they kind of connect in that uh, I had to build a, a giant treeman, a tree uh, herder from uh, Mantic's uh, Kings of War elf army line. Um, pretty neat. It's it's basically a giant ant-looking thing. Uh, it's got a little bird's nest in its head. And uh, I put googly eyes on it just to tick everybody off. <laughs> on, the, on, on the tree or the bird nest? <laughs> on the tree, but oh. I do have I do have enough eyes for the bird nest too. <laughs> you got to get real little ones for the bird nest. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, it's mostly been that, and then I, I did a dragon as well, uh, where I, I kind of mocked up a, a rider for it with a, a custom saddle. So not not quite mecha, but, um, you know, giant things with riders <laughs> occasionally. We can call them kaiju. Yeah. But uh, once again, I've been meaning to, to bust into my backlog of, of Gundams and sets and stuff like that. Just I uh, haven't had a chance to this month. It's been kind of crazy. It's always something. Mm-hmm. I know, I just make excuses. <laughs> how, about, how about you, Pat? What have you been up to? Actually, not a thing. God damn it. <laughs> Why do we even do this? I'm quitting. This is the bad part of the year for me. You know this. Yeah. All of July and all of August is taken up because of Gen Con. Like, I, I spent, I already spent three full days in this, in the, in the storage locker. Organizing 
all the stock and everything, so I don't have a lot of time. And then, uh, yep, stupid Walking Dead blisters just—they haunt your dreams, don't they? They do Walking Dead. Well, you know that's now finished and organized, so I can scratch that nightmare off my list. <laughs> now it's onto a no one. Now it's onto a Vanguard or something. So else. and then you know I got. Uh, so this is just gonna be me. My uh, all I've worked on is just me bitching about work, <laughs> not getting a chance to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean because now I've had to move a lot of the boxes because there's there was I got a mold problem going on now because I guess there was some standing water in the back of the shed. So oh, a lot of the boxes were moldy on the bottom yeah, that and that seeped into some of the. Yeah. So some of the the cardboard mats or not the cardboard mats the neoprene mat boxes well the neoprene mats are fine the well, yeah the box that they come in are just toast so now i can't sell this stuff yeah we better take those uh, off your hands crap. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm in the press so when i have free time it's doing all that uh uh that being said i think i did play a game of cav that's later that's in the comstar section then I am not talking about it at all right now. <laughs> anyway. uh, but Just, nah, I have not done any painting. I've actually, you know, uh, or building as much as anything really. I just uh, this is we're we're at crunch time now. I mean, we're recording mm-hmm. for August, but I'm in you know we're a week away from Gen Con. So it's yeah, when, just, this, when this comes out, we'll all be at Gen Con. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's just uh, I, I can't even... It's a crazy time. Yeah, it's a crazy time. I mean, I think the last thing I did mech-wise was film the the uh, Tiny Epic Mechs video. Yeah. So go to our YouTube channel if you want to learn about how to play Tiny Epic Mechs and see what you get. Woohoo! Yep, the Kickstarter came in. I, I finally got mine. So that'll be we'll be talking about that probably in Comstar where it belongs, Pat. <laughs> also, why well, I'm just saying this is what that's I worked on something which happened to be telling you next video. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> the actual production of the video, that's all you Exactly, can talk about. that's what I'm talking about. So. Uh but honestly, yeah, I mean this is a bad time for me of the year. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been working on something because <laughs> luckily I get Gundam loot every month. And that gives me something to do. Otherwise, I would be just like you guys. But uh, <laughs> I had to stop getting the Gundam loot. Uh, yeah, because you just the pile just kept getting higher of things you haven't done. It's horrible. But <laughs> this month was uh, the Gundam F ninety one, which oh was nice the HG one. I have the HG Gundam loot, so it was cool. I like he was really fun to put together, and he has a lot of options. And it also came with a uh, a chibi guy. Uh-huh. On a yeah. uh, SD guy, at least. But he came with a motorcycle, which was kind of cool. And I immediately took stole the motorcycle off that guy <laughs> and gave it to my uh, RX-78, uh, 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 the the uh, SD version I have of him. So my, my RX is now sitting on a motorcycle. So that was kind of cool. The motorcycle was cool. The, the actual SD kit was the... I don't know. It's the... I can't remember the name of the series. It's some weird series. They all look kind of like... Almost fantasy. These SD guys. Was it the SD Gundam series? I don't like the with the swords and like the fire. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know if it's actually. I don't think it is uh, Gundam. 
I, th- I guess it is Gundam, but anyways. It's some weird SD series that I refuse to even consider it existing. But it came with a motorcycle, which was cool. It was just <laughs> slightly too small to put the uh, 144 scale guys on. Otherwise, I would definitely have like, a, <laughs> one of my uh, my uh, gyms was going to be riding a mo- motorcycle. Next time, I'll find something that'll fit. Somebody will get a motorcycle eventually. So that's nice. what I've been working on. So I, I haven't had, I haven't done much. I just get the... Uh, Gundam loot. I have tons of backlog of mechs to paint that I haven't, and we'll be talking about how I'm going to be getting more of those soon. Well, not soon, but eventually. And, uh, yeah. I, don't, I haven't done anything else, unfortunately. No other, no other making of stuff. <laughs> this, this section is getting smaller and smaller, guys. We have to start working on things, or we're just going to cut it. <laughs> after, 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 uh, after Gen Con, I'll be back in full mode. Yeah. We'll get back yeah. to stuff. Yeah, Gen Con will bring a lot of more stuff to us, too. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm looking to get some model kits maybe from somewhere. Maybe we'll have to hit up the Japanese place eventually, Pat, if we have time. <laughs> oh, we will on Monday. If we get if we can get loaded up, we can, even have, we can go down to Mitsua. I was just there today, as a matter of fact. There you go. Sushi. Good, good food. Yes, and uh, I bought groceries, actually, this time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's what you've been working on, buying groceries. Well, after that disappointing segment, we'll go on to Comstar, and then we'll have lots to talk about. Comstar's going to yes, be a long Comstar is where it is, but, I mean, just mm-hmm. stop. You can't be working on everything all the time. Stop making yeah. fun of you for slacking off? Yeah. <laughs> Message from Comstar. And this is Comstar. We're, we're into the section where I actually have things to talk about. There's a lot of news. I don't know if you want to go through what you guys are doing first or go through the news. What do you want to do? Yeah, let's go through news first, I guess, because yeah. there's a lot of news. There is a lot of news. Uh, mm-hmm. First thing, I got lots of Pacific Rim news, actually. Uh, the Pacific Rim game from uh, from uh, River Horse is uh, the Kickstarter just ended, or like it's about to, to – uh, it didn't just end. It was about a year ago, but it's about to <laughs> ship – and they're doing pre-orders for the game for everybody else, and the link will be in the show notes that uh, oh, you can pre-order the Pacific Rim game. It looks like a pretty fun game, and it's uh, if you're not interested in uh, painting, it's all pre-painted, and they look really cool. Like a lot of pre-paints suck. Like like the can you get it unpre-painted? I don't think so, but you can always prime it, prime it over, and if you want to paint mm-hmm. them. And uh, they're both, I think they're about three inches tall. They're quite big, so we'll have to see. Once mm-hmm. once I get it, I will unbox it and show it to everyone. Because yeah, it's going to be fun. i got to talk to Ronnie see if you can get me a copy. Oh, you. <laughs> Just add it to the pile that you have. Your dragon horde will get larger. But uh, they're uh, coming out with a lot of extra mechs and stuff from all the different uh, movies. And and hopefully they keep doing it because there is that anime show coming out. And that's the other bit of news is Netflix announced that the show is slated for 2020. So next year we get the Pacific Rim anime series. And we'll have to check that out. Hopefully get to... Uh, I don't know if it's going to be a continuation, a prequel, or what. I, I think a prequel would be the best, but we'll see. And uh, Or maybe it'll take place concurrently to the storyline. We'll see. Because there's other Jaegers around. Jaegers. How do you pronounce Jaeger. Jaegers? Jaegers, yeah. Jaeger. <laughs> you always had that problem with that. Even when uh, it was came to Jutenheim canon way back when we, I first met you guys. Jutenheim? <laughs> the, the, the Forge Father canons. Oh, they're another. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Where's this button that allows you to pre-order? Uh, if you click on this link in the show notes, 
<laughs> I will. Uh, it'll send you to the site that you could uh, go to. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool. It looks fun. I, I think I will have some fun playing it, but we'll see. And the next bit of news is uh, Cav is coming out with Battlescribe. Battlescribe for Cav is out. I think it's it's if it's not completed, it's close to being completed, and they'll have you'll be able to build your list that way, which is pretty good because it's always a bit confusing doing lists when you first start owning a game. And Battlescribe is a great way to learn to do lists. Have you tried it out yet, Pat? I have not. Uh, I still like the the Force Manager. Um. That you get off of the Talon website. Yeah, they have their own app. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the reason why I like it is because when you print, it changes the stats for when you add, like, hyped up or amped up weapons. It changes the stats on your sheet so you don't have to worry about making sure your stats are correct on the sheets. So, so I don't know if Battlescribe does that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Else. Yeah, that'd be interesting to find out. I haven't played with it. Are like, you? If you get the overcharged, uh, whatever that thing is where you're your engine is overcharged and you move faster. Uh, so your movement stat is changed when you print. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I wonder if they'll have things that'll change it. I've yeah. only so used it anyone for Dead Zone, but... Yeah, anyone who's played around with the Cav, Bascribe, post on our Discord channel or Facebook page, let me know if that's, uh, if that's a thing, because if it is, then I would definitely love to try it out. Uh, I think anything that changes when you print, uh, updates your stats when you print, is always a bonus because there's so many upgrades you can put on a calf. And changes it totally, yeah. Yeah, you know. uh, So anything that takes that out of my hands is great. So that's why I like the Force Manager still so much because it does that. Yeah. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, Battlescribe, it's a fun little resource if you're playing any games. It's it, pretty much any game is in there. It's usually uh, fan supported, but this one is actually being done by them, the Cav guys themselves. So it, it's going to be up to date, which is always nice. That's what the problem with the uh, Dead Zone one is. It's out of date now with the new book, so you have to watch out for that for this. But hopefully, with since it's an official one, it'll they'll keep up to date on it. So any changes they'll put out in Battlescribe, it's a good way to uh, keep up with the FAQs if everything gets fixed right away. So. Fun times. Uh, another show that's, uh, is, uh, Genlock, which is, uh, the show from, uh, who is it? Rooster Teeth? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they're getting their own DC comic, which is kind of cool. Oh, oh nice. nice. Yeah. So they're, good, they're, ex- good for them. Yeah. Expanding into the comic world with a big publisher, too. And the show is also getting a release on Adult Swim. So if you didn't catch it online, because it was behind a paywall, I think. It's going to be on TV. Mm-hmm. So, and then probably also on the Adult, Adult Swim site, because they, I think they show the shows on there too. So yeah, you'll get a chance to catch up on Genlock. Really fun show. I hope to see more of that. And it's nice to see that the story's continuing in the comic, which I will be picking up because I think it's a great world. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was refreshing. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting little show. Uh, another piece of news is that the Robotech License has been extended, much yeah. to the chagrin of many oh, people. I know everyone was so, including myself, was so happy that that was <laughs> uh, coming yeah. up. And then, yeah, it's a Harmony Gold deal with uh, Tatsunoko has continued to make Robotech, and it will continue for years to come. They said so. It's uh, they've not released how long this deal is for. It's been extended for, but well, who made that statement? 
How many gold? Or... Oh yeah, how many gold made that statement for sure? All right, so we don't know that's true or not because <laughs> well, it's it's been extended. We don't know how long. So, but I'm saying it because they said many years to come. But it's uh the thing with uh two. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, Tatsunoko, they know that it's just Harmony Gold is a licensing company. It's just a, they're just making money off of it. They know that people keep buying the products, and Harmony Gold doesn't care that they don't do anything with it other than just sell products. That's the whole mm-hmm. point of their business model. So, and everybody's making money off of it. Obviously, it's not good for the fans. Probably the fans want to see more of the Macross stuff be allowed to be in the states and stuff like that. But hey, we're a global market. If you want to see Macross, you can you can get uh, Macross. You know, like yeah, you don't need it on Netflix. Yeah. You can find yeah. it other ways. The more recent uh, versions of the show, actually, I think you can buy the Japanese Blu-rays with English subtitles on them. Exactly. Uh, so, and a lot of companies import them to to the United States and North America. So, I don't I don't think you need Harmony's Gold permission to go get that stuff. Even though it would maybe make it easier, it would be on things like Netflix. But you can do mm-hmm. it if you really want to see those shows. You can still do it. Stop complaining. But it is, it does suck. Because Harmony Gold, every, every time they do, like right now we're recording this, San Diego, San Diego Comic Con's on right now. And every time they have a panel, it's the exact same slides and they say the exact same things. And sometimes just a few new products here and there. But generally it's just, it's just products coming out. They keep hyping this movie that's supposed to happen, but it's not really progressing very much. So we'll see if it actually, actually happens. But it's, mm. They have no incentive to actually do anything other than just license the product. The, the good thing is they license it to people that are doing good things now, like all the card games. A new miniature game is supposed to be coming out from Kids Logic and things like that. So hopefully they choose better licensors than they have in the past. But other than that, we just have to suck it up. And if you want Robotech, you're going to be getting it through Harmony Gold. Sorry, people. Yeah. Yeah. But the other great news is that Battletech is on a resurgence. Uh, they have reprinted the tech manual, and they have a new Very Alpha. Very excited about that. Yep, it's a new version of it. They have Alpha Strike Commander's Edition, which is combines the two previous Alpha Strike books with all the errata and everything. The Game of Armor Combat box sets are back in stock, and the beginner box is being reprinted, so you're going to be able to get all those. And the neoprene battle mats, which have been uh, only available at cons, are uh, coming soon to be available off their website online, so anybody can buy those, which is nice. At the, I know at Adepticon, those mats sold that's, in seconds. That was a, that's a smart move, man. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone loves the neoprene. I, that's the new... Back in the 90s, it was having felt <laughs> down to play your war games. Now it's yeah. neoprene. Yeah, and neoprene. It's the way to go, I'm telling you. Yeah, then the, it's a mouse. If anybody doesn't know, it's the mouse pad material, and it's great. I've I, I, all the Mantic mats are all neoprene mostly. Like I'm like I'm doing like I'm buying them now for those tiny Epic games, you know. Yeah. Just because it makes playing. Yeah, it's a nice surface plan. It's got a little rubberized back, so yeah, it doesn't it's slide. Yeah, it's a better play experience, I guess. Yeah. is what I'm trying to say. And it's it's much better than the paper mats that the BattleTech games usually come with. So, if you get a chance, grab some neoprene mats. And also, with this uh, other big news, is that their BattleTech Clan Invasion Kickstarter is now live, and they are offering tons mm. of new mats. <laughs> Just because it says Clan Invasion, Pat, there's tons of Inner Sphere stuff, lots of nice stuff, and it's huge. Go to there, go to the Kickstarter if you're interested. I just hope all. they fix the problem. Well, the problem was the people you play with. I think that's the problem. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's all about. Uh, yeah, hopefully, 
the whole idea of the clans is, yeah, they could just kick someone's butt, but you have to be able to even it out by their, in the books and everything, and they, they have their bidding, where they do the bare minimum they need to win. So it's all on yeah. the clans to fight on an even playing field, right? So you have to incorporate that into the game somehow, and if, you know, I would just do that myself anyways, if I was with friends, I'd be like, okay, let's let's figure out a way to do this, but hopefully... Yeah, they- I agree, I mean, there's, it's just, uh, I mean, I get it, and story-wise, sure, initially, but then it, then it was just unreasonable after that. Yeah, well, they, the industry had to catch up with their technology and stuff, but, uh, yeah, to include some kind of bidding system that makes it even, I, I don't know if they, if they could do that there, but at least do that with your own games so it makes it even for, so the clan people don't just trounce the inner sphere all the time. <laughs> <laughs> or just, yeah, just two, I think three to one. That's the thing. Or just don't play with the clans. Or just play earlier. But you can get, uh, inner sphere mechs of this. They're also redesigning the elementals, which is cool. So you can get uh, little elemental stands now. Oh, all in, and it's going to be all in plastic too, all this stuff. And yeah. tons of stuff. The Kickstarter went crazy. It was up into the hundreds of thousands, like, I think last time I looked, it was over 700,000. And they've been trying to catch up with all their, uh, their stretch goals. A lot of it is, uh, new books and new, new, um, stories and PDFs and stuff. So it's going to be a lot of that stuff. Plus, there's a lot of new mechs being redesigned. A lot of the unseen are back, which is nice. We've talked about that before. So that, this Kickstarter is just really the big relaunch of, uh, Battletech, I think. The, the, uh, the beginner box in the game armor combat boxes were good, but this is the real kick to be the next level. And I'm glad it's not in the Jihad era or the the uh, you hate when I say that too, right, Pat? I do, a little bit. <laughs> and uh, or the Dark Age of the clicky game. It's good that it's back to the the classic. Oh yeah, level. the Dark Age. I think they're. Didn't we talk about them just going to ignore the Dark Age? Wow, it's Wiz Kids. <laughs> is that's their. Uh, timeline i think that each and then the the uh jihad as you like to say is was the um who was the other company fan pro fan pro was that level so each one every time a company picked it up they tried to make it their own by changing the timeline where i'm glad to see catalyst is just going back to the timeline everyone loved so it's like yeah 3025 to 3050 if you don't want to play clans and then 3050 to like 3060 if you want to play for clans like that's the way to go so i'm happy with that and like I said, there's lots of new these new uh, battle mats coming out, the neoprene ones with all different. Uh, they're they're doing new more of this line, so it's going to be more of that kind of stuff too. And if you're interested, go check it out. Once again, the link will be in the show notes. And that's uh, it for the news. I think. Is there anything else I missed? Mm, no, not that I know. Of. Brian, did not, I miss anything? Not that I can think of. Uh, <laughs> covered quite a bit. Yeah. So. So. Pat, have you been watching, playing? You said you've been playing some Kev. Yeah, I played a, a game of Kev maybe about three, four weeks ago, just uh, with my buddy Paul. Uh, we were both off, and he had time. He was in the area, and he said, "Hey, you want to play?" And I said, "Sure." So we played a uh, played a five point thousand point game, uh, Terrans versus My Rock. Uh, it looked very bad for me because uh, in the beginning, but then once I got into point blank range, like. I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> uh, uh, I was able to get in the field. What was killing me was that the the force org for Terrans they get five cav units per squad, whereas I only got four. So, so they're the clans of the uh, <laughs> of the cav world. 
Not really, uh, because it's still <laughs> based on points. Yeah. So I, I'm going to take bigger Cav less, and he has to take more small, medium ones. So it balances out in a sense. Um, uh, and then we, we actually played a game with Flyers this time around, so that was actually kind oh, of fun. Cool. He, took, he took two Jets. Uh, and was just carpet bombing the sh- crap out of my recon guys and <laughs> killing them left and right. Um, <laughs> still reading. Oh, Christ. It's not monstrosity. What is the damn thing? Uh, primacy. <laughs> primacy. Yeah. I'm you're you're a little finished. behind. That's why the new one I hasn't know. come out yet. I know. It's all me. It's all on you. <laughs> uh, and, uh, Oh, I actually started playing Battletech again. A little game called Battletech. Uh, on the computer. <laughs> oh, the c- computer game, yes. Yeah, so uh, I finished the the storyline arc on hard, which was Ooh. a pain in the butt. Yeah, I'm sure that would be hard. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just running around through the, doing the, 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 the Flashpoint stuff. Nice. Because I figured that's where you make your money. <laughs> make your monies. Yeah, you do. You definitely get a lot more money doing flashpoints. So that's all I've been running is just flashpoints. So, but uh, surprisingly enough, I haven't done any flashpoints on an urban setting. So, no. Did you? You got the urban warfare? DLC? I did. Yeah. 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 I do find it's random, so it's like you'll you'll eventually come across them. Have you gotten any of the new mechs yet? The Raven or any of those? No. Uh, no. The Raven's kind of neat because it's uh, it's makes it so you can't be targeted by indirect fire and stuff. It's kind of fun. Oh, that's perfect. But those here. those LRM turns are a pain in my ass. Yeah, well, I, I hate the uh, the other ones too. So, <laughs> but they all suck. <laughs> turrets are the turrets and tanks are the worst in that game. Um, so Cav, some BattleTech, uh, reading the comic books. I watched any movies? Thinking if I watched any? No, I haven't actually. So I think that's <laughs> it for me. I like again uh, when I'm playing BattleTech, it's usually like two in the morning, and I'm just playing one mission and then going to bed. Or you know, you haven't watched Atlantic Rim again for the hundredth time? <laughs> no, I'd like to see. Uh, Christ, what was that one? Gunhead. I like to watch it again. <laughs> You're gonna watch that one again with a new new perspective? I would because it's so awesome. <laughs> well, Brian, well, how about you? What have you been up to? Um, <laughs> not as much. Uh, it's like I said earlier, been kind of busy. So, like that, all all I've been into is kind of only tangentially related to Mecca recently. Uh, two two things was the uh, I saw the new Godzilla hmm. movie. Um. So giant kaiju uh, stomping over the planet. That was always fun. And then uh, I also got myself a copy of Shin Godzilla and watched that. It's uh, It was the most recent Japanese one. Yeah, how was that? I was, I, I was going to watch that the it's, other day. It's pretty good. Uh, Godzilla is kind of a crazy monster, and uh, it's from the director of Evangelion, oh, the, the Neon Genesis anime. Yeah. And uh, it kind of shows. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, like, Godzilla is like a crazy mutating monster, and it, it it comes at it from this perspective of like 
like the government's response to a giant monster showing up and tearing up stuff. So it, it's a fascinating perspective because it's not there aren't like heroes in it. We we follow like a set of characters, but it's a bunch of folks doing their government jobs, responding during a crisis. And like trying to like you know finding biologists that can come in and help us identify this that and the other thing and um, you know what's what's the evacuation like what kind of things are you going to do to counter it um, there's a really fascinating discussion about like do we drop a nuclear bomb on this thing um, in the heart of Tokyo you know and then the context is like you know. Japan's the only country that's ever happened to uh, in in real world. So it's it's really really fascinating. Uh, Godzilla is is very much a a scary monster to be feared in that one. Uh, he is not the friend of children. <laughs> <laughs> so I I definitely recommend it. It's he's it's not a good he's not nature's way of balancing. No, no, he's he's some kind of freaky mutant fish monster uh, that that like bleeds red goop over everything. And uh, when he when he finally unlocks his uh, his ability is um, laser breath, or, or basically it goes from like a a fireball into this beam, <laughs> and it's and it's wicked cool. Uh, but uh, I, I don't want to spoil too much of it uh, for, for people that are looking to see it. Definitely check it out if you like giant monsters and or kind of, uh, you know, seeing, um, you know, it, it, it treats it with a level of, of gravity uh, that, that's, that's kind of appreciated. And if you're, if you're a fan of Hideaki Anno, the, the director, uh, I mean, this, watching this movie felt like seeing... You know what the first angel attack would be like <laughs> in that in that Evangelion franchise. Instead of an angel, though, it's Godzilla. <laughs> so I mean, they they have like music from Evangelion in it. I swear. Oh, yeah, that's funny. yeah. The the like when the the government's doing stuff and it's like boom 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 boom. <laughs> Maybe he's trying to backdoor in, in that kind of movie to uh, oh yeah live action it. Yeah, I think uh, I forgot one thing in the as far as news goes. I think the new trailer dropped for Evangelion four, uh, the of the movies. So that's that's coming uh, pretty soon here. I think. Yeah, it's cool. So I don't know if it's going to be. I don't think it's the last one. I think there's one more after it too. Uh, I could be mistaken on that. It's been a long time since those movies that came out because he did Shin Godzilla in between. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, let's see other, other tangential things. Uh, nah, <laughs> just been, uh, really busy with other things. Oh, um, the other one was I, I, I beat, uh, Ace Combat 7 Unknown Skies, um, which is, which is basically just a fighter jet game set in a, a fictional world where, like for example, one of the the enemies you come across is this big like drone carrier uh, that's flying through the air, and it's got like a force shield, and it sends out like wings of drones just drop off of it, and so it's it's very very much like a sci-fi game, but it's also like real world fighter jets. So 
that's a lot of fun. And you've got the most important thing that I know you're most excited for. That's Top Gun 2 trailer just came out. I, I didn't know if you guys were going to let me talk about that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top Gun 2 is, uh, is Vanessa. It's uh, Maverick, I believe. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is what it's called. Yeah, Mavericks. And and it's it's Tom Cruise returning to uh, to his character from many many moons ago, uh, so I'm pretty pretty excited for that one. Uh, I do have that question of like, wait, who are we fighting? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it doesn't show much in the trailer other than just low flying planes. Yeah, lots lots of low flying planes, but uh, you know the big the big thing in the original movie was was very much the dogfights. Uh, and, uh, so it'll, it'll be really cool to see, you know, a lot of, a lot of the original movie was, um, like stock footage almost, uh, for, for some of that, those combat scenes and whatnot. Cause yeah, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't exactly afford, uh, the real thing, but, uh, it, the, the jets look really good. Uh, and, and I'm pretty positive. We got some real stunts going on. Uh, with flying, I, I have no doubt that Tom Cruise is flying one of those fighter jets because <laughs> uh, that guy does a lot of his own stunts. Uh, so definitely, definitely psyched for that one. Uh, I think it comes out slated for like next year, I think. So, yep, keep an eye on that one. And he's got to fight the undead ghost of uh, Goose. That's when we know it's going to happen. Yes, zombie goose. Zombie goose. Yes. There, there is an F fourteen at the very end of the trailer, so. Where they found it, I have no idea. <laughs> I think they're still in use. The fourteen Tomcats are still in use. Not in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm no, sure I there's other they, countries. I, I thought they got rele- relegated to Air Guard. Uh, I think it's along, the F-18. along with the F sixteens. F eighteens is is the oh no, we're using F one's eleven now, right? Yeah, we we I think we've slowly but surely been upgrading like our entire uh, flight like wings because we've got the. 22s, the 35s. There's a whole bunch of alphabet soup numbers of, of yeah. fighters. Well, I think the, it's the F-111s the, the, the strike fighters now, right? I think Ste- so. Stealth fighters? Yeah, probably. Well, save it all for plane talk. i let you yeah, talk about yeah. Top Gun. That's it. I'm cutting you off okay. now. <laughs> okay. I, I appreciate the time I had talking about it. <laughs> but, uh, but other than that, no, I've, I've been... Uh, uh, bit more in, in kind of a fantasy mood and and uh but i've been buying up a whole bunch of like star saga stuff which isn't quite giant mecca but it's in that same uh dead zone world space so uh i now have a lot of stuff that was available only to kickstarter thank you ebay <laughs> there you go ebay is a friend uh yeah that's for myself been up to, Rob? <laughs> yeah i uh the comics uh for robotech People, I used to even me would make fun of the art, but all this last uh, this last set here, it's uh, some weird. I think I talked about it before. It's a there's a uh, invasion from a different dimension from the invid, but the art has gotten so much better. So it's it's for this one at least the art's gotten better. I don't know how long they can keep it, and it's Simon Furman writing it, which is great. And uh, I've also been reading the Transformers comics with Pat, so that's gonna be fun. Eventually he'll fin- finish Primacy, and we can talk about that one. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's anything else. The video games, obviously, I still play Battletech a lot, but I've kind of, you know, I've beaten the hell out of that game, so I'm waiting for the next, uh, the next uh, <laughs> DLC to drop. 
And I don't know if there's anything else. I, uh, I started watching Robotech, not from the beginning, though, from the uh, Masters. Because I, I've seen the first, like, the macro stuff so often that it's like, I'm going to start mm. in the middle. So I started off with that one. And it's it's nice. it's pretty, you know, it's pretty dated, but it's fun. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's been all right. So I've been enjoying that, too. And it ties into the comic book because Dana's uh, in the comic book now. So that's kind of cool. And I guess they're doing a uh, new comic book called... Uh, Robotech remix that's coming out. I think they're, it's even crazier where they're like, hey, what, what would it be like if, uh, Max was the, the, uh, admiral instead of whatever, you know, like it was just, it's gonna be like kind of what ifs, I think. So we'll see what happens hmm. with that. Strange stuff coming from, uh, Titan Comics. They, I think they, uh, just wanna put something out, so. Oh, and the other comic I was reading, I forgot to mention, is Transformers versus, or, and Ghostbusters. So it's I know they came out with that toy that is the uh, Ecto One that can transform. So now this comic book is all about the Ecto One. I forget, he's got a weird name. He's got a really long name, but he crash lands on Earth and he scans the Ecto One and that's he takes on that form. Are you kidding? And he's mm. uh, he's being the, the uh, Ghostbusters caught the ghost of uh, Starscream, and uh, Starscream is trying to get his body back and he needs uh, the help of the Ghostbusters and. Uh, Ecto one to uh, get his body back and no and uh, <laughs> back on Cybertron it's been take it's been destroyed pretty much from uh, by uh, Zool she uh, <laughs> yep and uh, <laughs> it's funny when they uh, <laughs> they uh, yeah Zool destroyed Cybertron so they, it's oh, going to end up the Ghostbusters are going to have to fight Zool and oh man as a giant robot I'm sure then Unicron. I, cause I can't remember, cause, uh, they, I, I can't remember what it was that they did the, with the form of the destroyer, you know how it was Stay Puff Marshall then? It was <laughs> yeah. something funny like that, but on Cybertron, yeah. it was something ridiculous, so. Yeah, it's a pretty funny, it's it a, it's a, obviously it was a comedy. A robot. Yeah, it's a comedy, uh, comedy <laughs> book, so. It was pretty funny. It's, it's, if you enjoy Ghostbusters and Transformers, it's a fun little lark. It's not, it's not too serious, but it's a little fun game. And that's about it. I don't know if there's anything else I've been consuming right now, but uh, a lot of comic books, and that's fun. And I can't wait for that Genlock comic. That's going to be the big one for me, so it's going to be good times. So I think we'll end it there, and we'll come up back with the Mech Hanger. How's that? Yeah. Sure. Mech Hanger. Now entering the Mech Bay Hanger. See, I hate Michael Bay that much that I didn't even say Mech Bay Hanger. hanger. I just called it Mech Hanger. <laughs> I'm going to call it the Michael Bay Mech Hanger. The, uh, the uh, <laughs> right honorable <laughs> Michael Bay Memorial Mech Bay Hanger. Yeah. <laughs> the door explodes open whenever you walk in. <laughs> yeah, lots of explosions. And, uh, this one, I thought it's been over a year, and we've talked so much about mechs. And obviously you guys hate mechs because you don't make any anymore and you don't watch anything. So let's That's just... not true. <laughs> so this mech bay hanger, this topic is going to be top five non-mech animes. Let's talk about mech anime, non-mech animes that uh, we all enjoy. Because, hey, we do like things that aren't just mechs. And this will give us some context to why we like what we like. And I think 90% of mine uh, somehow connect back to mech anime in some way anyway, so... Yes, mine do not, actually. So, who wants to start? Who wants to go first? Actually, Brian, you go first, because I know that at the end, there's going to be a lot of honorable mentions, so you might as well start. Sure. 
Uh, so I'll, I'll start with um, how about a, a one that's a little bit briefer to talk about. So, uh, so shows that won't ever come up on this uh, list again, and and movies. Uh, we we included the option for that. So an anime movie that I absolutely love is this one called Your Name um, by Motoko Shinkai, and I think I just pronounced his name wrong. I apologize. Um, but, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it just came out like a year or two ago. Um, and, uh, it, it crushed it in the Japanese box office. It, it was, it was like the top, uh, grossing movie in Japan for like 12 weeks or something like that. Um, not, not consecutive. I think that was only 10 or eight weeks or something, but it, it made gainbusters. Uh, it's, it's this really fun movie, uh, that's, that's one part like body swapping, like gender swap where these two characters are connected, um, kind of mysteriously to one another and every now and then they will switch bodies. Um, and one's this, uh, this, uh, high school kid living in the, the big city and one's this girl who lives out in the rural countryside of Japan and, uh, shenanigans ensue uh to say the least but it, it it's very much more than the kind of that that's kind of the simple premise that takes up like the first maybe half hour of the movie and then it really expands uh into it's a, a whole lot of other things uh the movie's absolutely gorgeous um this is the same director that's done things like um a place is promised in your in our early days uh five centimeters per second um, and I'm missing another one that's slipping my mind and I'm kicking myself. But basically he's known for like beautiful, like vistas and horizons, cityscapes, cloudscapes, uh, things like that. And really gut punching stories. So, uh, it's, it's one where, where you're really not sure how it's going to end until it does. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, fun kind of romantic comedy. Uh, with a little less comedy, there's there's a good helping of, of drama in there, too. So uh, check out Your Name. There you go. Your Name. Pat, what do you got? Uh, so probably one of the first anime things that I enjoyed, other than Gundam, was uh, a little show in America called Star Blazers. Mm. Nice. Which was called Space Battleship Yamato in Japan. Uh, it was a science fiction anime series. It was produced and written by Yoshinobu Nishizaki. Uh, it's an old one. It came out in the 70s in the States, 74 in Japan. Basically, Earth is being attacked by a race called the Gamelons. And they are, instead of just attacking, they're just launching planet bombs from their galaxy that just irradiates Earth. And so it forces the population underneath the ground and then after a while the radiation starts to seep in the ground so they only have like a year before all life on earth is uh extinguished then they get help from uh a, i don't want to call it uh from a another planet uh, uh i can't the names escape me too <laughs> it's queen starsha i remember it's queen starsha but the planet that she's from is called iskandar yeah it's, it's in the song <laughs> yeah. Uh she says she's got this cosmic cosmic DNA that'll help revive her. So they rebuild the old Yamato battleship, which <laughs> gets its name changed in America to Argo. 
Hmm. And uh, upgraded with all kinds of new weapons and uh, wave motion cannon, which is probably one of the coolest weapons ever. It's pretty cool. Uh, and they take that year-long trip to Iskandar to get what it needs uh, the whole time. Uh, there was a live-action movie made. It was kind of okay. They took some liberties changing it. like So they almost made Starship Troopers where the Gamelons were like these <laughs> bug-like creatures. It was kind of – at that point, they lost me. Uh, the action in the, in the live-action was really good. The dogfighting and the ships fighting on um, the wave motion cannon. It was Aerosmith, Aerosmith did the exit sign. <laughs> in, the, in the movie? Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't get that far. <laughs> I mean, I finished the movie, but I didn't think I listened to the end credits. No. Uh, I mean, I own it, so maybe I'll have to go back. You and have listen. to go back and listen to it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll link it to you later. Yeah, but uh, you know, Deslock was the Gamelon leader, always trying to hunt down the, the battleship Argo or battle, space battleship Yamato. I'm going to call it battleship Yamato. Yeah, yeah, Yamato's great because that's. What I was, I, I started with Star Blazers and I moved into Yamato real itself. Stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it was one of those cartoons I watched before I would go to school in the morning. I'd get up, watch that, get in the shower, eat breakfast, go to school. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. And it's still one of my fan favorites. It's a nostalgic favorite. Like, uh, I have the, the live action DVD slash Blu ray. Do you have a you have a model of it too, don't you? I do have a model of it. Yeah, like, I have Derek like, Wildstar's uh, plane in that thing too. I want really to get cool. yeah, I want to get one of the fighters, uh, the Tiger mm. fighters. Fun. So, yeah, cool. it's uh, it, it holds a lot of nostalgia for me. If you if you like Battlestar Galactica, you'd like that show. Yes, very much so. Uh, except for uh, whole fleet, there's one ship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, I, I'm going to go reverse chronological order. How's that for you people? <laughs> uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> My first uh, TV show is from 2005, so it's, it doesn't start too recently, but uh, it's called <laughs> Ergo Proxy. It's, ah, uh, nice. It's set in a future where humans and androids coexist peacefully until a virus gives the robots self-awareness, causing them to commit a series of murders. And it's really about uh, Inspector Real Mayor, and she's a super hot goth-looking girl who's assigned to investigate the murders, and it gets crazy from there. And I won't ruin anything, but uh, yeah, really, I, I, I think I found it because of her look. She looked very cool. And then mm-hmm. I, I watched the show, and it's a great show. And it's also directed by Shuko uh, Murasai, and uh, he also directed some Gundam stuff, so there you go, some mech connection. He directed uh, F-91 and Victory and he helped design the Gundam Wing characters, so there you go. So it's that his his uh, vision helped create Gundam Wing. So you can you can see it's got that nice visual tone, but it's a very dark kind of show, very cop drama, and it's it's I mm. like it a lot. It's a it was a really good show that I enjoyed. So that is my first one is Ergo Proxy, and uh, Brian, what do you got next? Okay. Uh... A lot of my sci-fi stuff are taking a back seat because so much of them I'll probably try to find a way to talk about on the show. <laughs> uh, so uh, continuing shows that um, that I'll never talk about on the show any, any other time. Uh, Roroni Kenshin uh, is the show about this wandering samurai uh, or, or 
Ronin, really, um, who who has a sword with the blade on the opposite side. Uh, basically, uh, my East Asian history teacher is going to get really mad at me for not remembering the different eras of Japan. Uh, but I believe it was the Meiji Restoration. Uh, basically, when when samurai were getting outlawed and like the imperial Japan was was really, you know, upgrading itself to to guns and and weapons like that. Um, you know, the the having having katanas and stuff was getting outlawed, and so um, this uh, the Batosai, our, our main character named Kenshin. Uh, he was known as the Manslayer. So during the war, uh, he was this elite soldier uh, fighting on on the opposite sides for for the Imperial forces. And um, and this is kind of afterwards. He's he's kind of in a way kind of put down his sword by by placing the blade on the opposite side. So it's on the inside of the curve of a katana. And I don't know enough about katanas to tell you any more about that. Um, but basically, he, he makes his sword like a bludgeoning weapon, uh, and he can hit you wicked fast. Um, and so it's it's him kind of uh, having adventures with this um, these these friends that he makes along the way, um, and and you know fighting fighting bad guys, whether they're uh, remnants of of you know rebels trying to to you know or outlaws trying to to take on the school or capture these people or just cause chaos um, to, to, you know, he, he fights a dude with a, he fights a dude with a Gatling gun at one point, like a, someone shooting at him and he's able to run across really quick. It's, it's a really great, uh, it started as a manga, had an anime uh, TV show that went for several seasons. And then uh, there was a live, a-, a set of live action movies that were done um, that were, were, Really good. I actually haven't watched those movies yet, but I have them. They're staring at me right now. And uh, so, if if you like, uh, you know, feudal Japan samurai, uh, right at kind of the turn of the century as it was modernizing, uh, definitely check it out. It's a it's a really good show, uh, especially if you maybe have, have younger kids. Maybe if if they might be interested in that kind of thing, it's a really solid show for for that audience. I don't know, Brian. You suggesting shows for younger kids? Uh, I don't know if we could trust you. It's fine. It's fine. I swear. Cool. Uh, all right, Pat. What do you got next? All right. So the next one that I got is also another older anime cartoon that I watched when I was a child. This is one I would watch when I got home from school. In America, it was called Ballad of Planets. America. America. It was called Battle Planets. In uh, Japan, it was called Science Ninja Team Gachaman. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> uh, so, this one is basically just uh, five young people. They're ninjas, but they're given special powers. Uh, and they're employed by an agency. I can't remember the name of the agency, but they were there to prevent, uh, to fight against uh, 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 a force called Spectra. Which was trying to take over the Earth with uh, Earth resources, and it was led by a guy named Zoltar. He was always a masked individual; you just never saw his face. Uh, but they all had the little. Uh, they were trained in different things, like uh, 
God, I can't remember. I, I know they're Japanese names, but I can't remember their. Mark was the leader and the pilot. And then Jason was the weapons guy and the race car driver. So they all have their own, their own vehicles that all uh, docked into the main vehicle, which was kind of cool. Uh, so, and then what princess was the girl? She rode the motorcycle and she was, uh, I can't remember what her deal was. Was she a computer? I think she was a computer expert. And then Kiop was the clone. <laughs> no one, he just clicked and talked and said a few words, but I never understood what his deal was. <laughs> and he rode deal, this, man? but then he rode around this little kind of track vehicle that looked like a frog. It was weird. He wasn't my favorite character of all. And then uh Tiny, who was the big guy, was the main pilot. And he was the one that piloted the Phoenix and it was called God Phoenix in Science Team. Uh, but it was pretty cool. You know, they would uh they were all based on their characters are all their costumes were all based on different birds, like the leader uh Mark was an eagle uh, Jason was a condor. The girl was a swan. Kiop was a swallow, and big guy Tiny was an owl. Uh, <laughs> now that was uh, it, it was it was cool because you know they did like this, they did all kinds of cool little ninja things that they were, but because their powers were based on birds, they kind of flew in a sense too. Like a lot of things were combined with flying with them. Um. But then, as the years go past, they actually got a comic book, which was really good. Uh, it was a twelve a twelve part comic book, and it was really dark because, like, uh, the, the race car guy Mark, who was the weapons guy, was really tormented, and uh, the guys who were running the thing they would call on him to actually assassinate people, <laughs> and so he was assassinating people while the other team didn't know he was actually killing these people. So, and then, uh, uh, but it was, in a sense, it was, uh, it was a nice little thing. So, you know, you know, it's the standard, uh, trying to figure out what the bad guy's doing, fight the big bad guy at the end, and then I'll go home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty fun show. There's, uh, recently I was watching, uh, the show, I don't know if you've seen the, uh, the channel Toy Galaxy. He does uh, toy toy uh, reviews on YouTube, but he also oh, yeah, does yeah, histories. Yeah. He did the history of uh, G Force, and it was it was it's really complex because there's like so many different versions. But it's really interesting if anybody's interested in seeing about that show because mm-hmm. it had so many different versions and American yeah, versions. The American version is is way different than the Science Team or Science Ninja Team. Yeah, like gotcha, yes. and uh, it was uh, they rewrote it to, yeah. to make it more appealing. And then it was released oh, I, twice in the States as two different things, and it was, yeah, it's crazy. I, I remember it as G-Force back yep. in the day, yeah. Exactly. It's, it, and that yeah. was G-Force was slightly different than, than, uh, uh, what's the first gotcha, one? Man. And Battle of the Planets. Battle of the Planets. Battle of the Planets oh, yeah. was like a very, like, G-rated one, where G-Force was a little bit more realistic to the Gachaman, so it was, yes. yeah, it's pretty crazy, but really cool show, and, uh, I think it's it's finally out. I think on on Blu-ray, the actual show, so you can watch it in English and uh, not just get the uh, Battle of the Planets version. Although you might want to see the Battle of the Planets version since it's a that's more your nostalgia hit. 
Yeah, I do them both because I, you know, uh, when I got old enough to realize uh, that this was a, an anime Japanese cartoon translated to America, I went back and started uh, looking at Battleship Yamato and Science Ninja Team Gachaman and all that thing. So yeah, yeah, catch up on all the stuff you you got yeah. the taste of. Yeah, cool. Uh, my turn. Yeah. Uh, mine's nineteen ninety eight. I'm down to. And that's, uh, Trigon. Trigon is hilarious. It's a story about, uh, a man called Vash the Stampede. And he's, uh, it's in a Wild West kind of futuristic Wild West. And he's followed around by two insurance company, uh, employees who, uh, follow him around because he, everywhere he goes, damage inevitably gets caused. And most of the time it's not his fault. He's kind of, uh, hapless. He kind of lost his memory, and all these people are trying to kill him, for, but he doesn't know why. He's got a, a $60 billion bounty on his head, and he just <laughs> kind of, like, wanders around, and people try to kill him, but he's either very lucky or very skilled and just pretending <laughs> not to be, <laughs> but he's he gets through it all, and it's it's a really funny series, and it, and it had movies and comics and and tons of stuff that re- revolved around it but uh mm-hmm. that original series was hilarious and i suggest anybody wants a good laugh go watch trigon yeah if you're uh, fans of uh, firefly yeah uh that that's definitely an anime to check out yeah it's definitely that kind of world where it's futuristic but it's still like western so people have mm-hmm. big guns and crazy like he dresses in like a big trench coat and big hat and it's it's he's iconic looking <laughs> and pretty great series and I used to have a, a desert planet. Yeah, and I used to have a, a Vash, uh, a Vash uh, toy, but I don't know where he went. He, he was cool. Oh, neat! Like a nice statue, but yeah, I got it around here somewhere. It's probably buried. <laughs> I got too much stuff. <laughs> anyway, so Brian, what's next for you? Okay, uh, let's see. Two, three, four, five. Okay. So one hundred, two hundred. So, so. Um, one of the uh, this this is a uh, one that kind of has a franchise around it, um, but one specific entry is uh, the show, this anime called Blood, mm-hmm. um, specifically Blood Plus. So yeah. uh, it's it's a, a kind of sister series to Blood: The Last Vampire, which was an anime movie, and um, and subsequently like its own live action movie and stuff. Oh really? And uh, and then there was a, a another series called Blood Sea uh, from that, but uh, the one I want to highlight is Blood Plus. Uh, basically, it's it's uh, one involving vampires, uh, both a, a, a kind of giant monster version of them, and the the kind where they're still kind of people. And we follow around uh, our main character Saya, who. Um, who at, f- at first we believe she's got like anemia, um, but uh, it, it comes comes to find out that she's actually uh, a part vampire or full vampire, I guess, and um, that uh, her that there's these uh, other monstrous uh, vampires that just start sprouting her out around her, and uh, that her blood. Uh, has has the power basically to to destroy these creatures, and uh, she gets this wicked cool sword 
that she can like slide her hand down and it will it'll it has special tracks that led her lead her blood to the blade so when she cuts these uh monsters the her blood gets into them and they like turn to stone and, and burst into dust um really really solid show like it, it it expands greatly from there i won't i won't get into it because that would take a while um but basically it, it follows her and her kind of tight-knit family around her um, as as uh, more of these monsters pop up and we find out more about her past and how she came to be. Uh, it's tied very closely to, like, the Vietnam War was, like, this time she woke up after being, like, in, in a slumber for a long time. And so um, her, her caretaker father uh, basically found her when he was serving in Vietnam and, uh, you know, took her in from there. And so there's, there's this great kind of, um, for lack of a better word, it's kind of the Ohana, uh, you know, Lilo and Stitch kind of moment where (laughs) it's, it's very much about the family. Ohana. Ohana Ohana means family. (laughs) And, um, and, and going through this kind of, uh, both kind of horrific and, and terrifying ordeal, um, and and leads in, into a good place. So it's uh, probably mostly a drama show, and um, with a with a good chunk of, of action and uh, a romance and whatnot. But uh, yeah, it's a good show. Blood Plus. Uh, it's it's it can be tricky to find it these days because uh, they had a very limited printing of it. Uh, but if you can track it down online, I recommend checking it out. Right. Yep, I saw it. It was a, it was a great show back in the day. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. It was uh, during my vampire phase, and I I think it was pretty cool. <laughs> There's quite a few vampire shows out. That's like a mid two thousands, I think, is when that one came out. But uh, or early two thousands, maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there. But it's it's a solid one. It's it's. I, I find that it's the the whole of it is better uh, than maybe the sum of its parts. Like it it has it's like fifty episodes long, so it's got some weaker arcs to it. It dips and and uh, at certain points, but overall, I, I really find the story compelling. And cool. I have a prop version of her sword. Nice, so that's cool. <laughs> oh, cool. Pat, what you got? All right, the next step in my childhood. <laughs> was a little special show called Ultraman. Mm. There you go. So basically it follows the same format as every other anime superhero <laughs> where you got the fictional superhero who uh, gets his powers from space. This guy's actually uh, bonded with a, another alien who was sent to by, uh, what were they called? Oh, I, I can't remember Ultraman. I can't remember the name of the the Edu or something like that. I think they're called Edu. To sent to fight against the giant monsters that were plaguing Earth. Uh, there was a science division. I think they were called right. That was formed to help fight the monsters, and so one of the guys in the science division was Secret Ultraman, and they were able to keep. <laughs> His uh, identity hidden as Ultraman throughout the show. 
Um, you know, this Ultraman is, is spawned many, many different versions of itself. Uh, mm. While originally not an anime, it was a live action TV series. It quickly went into anime. Uh, and then, uh, in the eighties, quickly, it would, I guess the first version of that was called the Ultraman. Uh, that was in 1980, I think. I want to say, uh, as an anime and then a couple movies and then now re-released to Netflix as Ultraman, which is actually really good. If you haven't seen it, go to Netflix and watch that version Ultraman, mm. which is the, the son of the guy who was Ultraman originally. Oh, cool. Uh, so spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. You're supposed to say that first. Oh, is that how that works? No, yeah, yep. but you know, it was really cool with him. You know, he had a variable rays of uh, weaponry and beams that shot out from his hands, and he could throw these energy stars that look like saw blades from his ear. If you put his hand to his ear and shot forward, <laughs> uh, it was just one of those great shows that you saw in the '78s, you know, and in the '70s and '80s uh, that were coming from Japan. You know, the cool thing was that Ultraman wasn't invincible. He had this little gem on his chest that as the battle kept going longer, he'd run out of power. Mm-hmm. And he'd have to, and his power and his life force were connected to that thing. So he'd always have to retreat in the first battle because the monster was kicking his butt <laughs> and he was running out of energy. And then he'd come back the second time after he, they figured out how to beat him and then whoop, put some whooping down. <laughs> yeah, the good old formula. Yeah. Yeah, those early shows, they definitely had a formula. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, one of the things I was reading a while back ago when I, you know, when Ultraman came back on Netflix, I was like, oh, let's uh, go back and refresh on what I remember with Ultraman is that. So there were three different variations of Ultraman during the filming of the TV show because it was made out of uh, a scuba suit. Oh, yeah. And didn't last long. So there were. Uh, just the latex coating on the scuba suit just would start to deteriorate. So that, uh, throughout the seasons, they had to commission new ones. So that's why when you watch the original series, he looks different three different times. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Nice. Cool. Yeah, you're, you're getting the classics. We're, we all got all the different <laughs> eras here. I think it's working out. Yeah. yeah. Well, for, Thanks for you, Rob. <laughs> yep. Uh, mine is 1997. It, this I'm getting all the famous ones in now because this one is <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. Everybody <laughs> knows this one, but uh, yeah, I didn't know it was created by the creator of Code Geass, though. Did you know that? Yes, that's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, yeah, it's about uh, it's we talk about Firefly, Trigun's Firefly. This is Firefly. Mm. It's uh, yeah. Spike Spiegel. He's a, an exiled uh, former uh, hitman, and his partner Jet Black, and they're uh, pretty much careers kind of pirates kind of do whatever jobs they come all across and they uh get joined by faye valentine who's a con artist edward wong who's a crazy girl who's like the hacker but she's nuts and ein which is a genetically engineered <laughs> welsh corgi with human intelligence and this crazy group I, they were my friend my friend named his dog ein is it, it, is it, there you go that's perfect yeah yeah, they just go on adventures and get into trouble. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty much, it's, it's pretty fun. They get in trouble with, like, Spike's old friends who are all, like, criminals and 
there's governments always getting in the way of their jobs and it's it's a nice little series it's not too long and it's 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 a classic for a reason and it's fun and great music obviously it's uh, known for its jazz kind of uh, soundtrack that was uh, Yoko Kano yes the same uh, one that did the Escaflone soundtrack and a whole bunch of others yeah. a lot of the Macross stuff yeah really really great and it's a great show if it, I'm sure most people who are listening right now have seen it, but uh, if not, go watch it. Brian, what do you got? Well, I got on that Bebop uh, note, like the uh, I landed the the movie on Blu-ray from a, a used game store, like uh, a couple months back. I think I mentioned it on the show. I was like, this is a really good price for this movie. Um, but yeah, if you can if you can track that down, it's a fantastic show. Um, the next one, so this, this can go into the category of kind of a weird one. Uh, it's the, it's this anime called Revolutionary Girl Utena. And I don't know if either of you guys have heard of that one. Mm-mm. No, not that I know of. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Where to start? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the premise is in a very broken down sense that uh there's there's this school where there's this this fencing competition that happens um and the uh the the winner is given uh this this one one student is kind of presented as the the rose bride it's this competition about flowers and stuff like that uh, basically, during the duel, both both contestants are wearing this rose pin or, or like flower corsage, and the their opponent has to to slice the flower off their their uniform. Is uh, how it goes, and the winner gets th- this one student named Anthe. Um, and basically, we follow this girl Utena, who. Uh, kind of sees the situation, sees that it's really weird, and uh, she's like, well, you know, Anthe looks like she hates where she's at, and so I'm going to join this competition, uh, and and she winds up winning, so she then has the, the Rose Bride with her, and they have wacky adventures in this sword competition that is, it's a really strange show. <laughs> Uh, there, it's, it's got a, a heaping helping of, of metaphor and, and, uh, and stuff to it. Uh, it's a lot to unpack and I, I cannot do it justice in, in such a short time. Um, but if, if you're fans of like Sailor Moon, uh, and, and shows like that, um, it's definitely one to check out. It, it's, it's got some really raw hitting emotional moments to it. Um, with some backstabbing and betrayal and stuff like that. Obviously it's this big, like fencing competition where the prize is this one girl who kind of keeps moving back and forth between people. Uh, so it's already odd out of the gate, but, um, it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I recommend it uh, to people that that might be into it. If you have more questions, feel free to to message me <laughs> separately, and I I can go into more detail. But it's it's uh it's a strange abstract show that uh it's it's good though it's rock solid. Cool. 
kid friendly? Not kid friendly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, late late teens, at least, I would say. Yeah, because there's there's a lot of of stuff that goes on at that school. I would say most anime is not kid friendly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. Well, hey, Pat, what's so, your next Pat- one here? All right, so sticking into the Aero Disco in that area. <laughs> Again, still haven't left. I don't think I've left the 70s yet. I think you got to 1980, maybe. Yeah, but now we're taking a step back to the early 70s now. Again, this is another one that I used to watch after school. Uh, and surprisingly enough, this, this, this one started itself as a manga before it turned into an anime. And that was called... Mock Go 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 or Speed Racer. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Here it comes. Here it comes. Yes. So this was probably great. You know, first of all, you're talking about racing cars. I love it. In the weirdest, you know, no conventional racetracks. And sentient monkeys. Sentient monkeys. Well, you know, it wasn't sentient. He was just uh, really smart. Wow. So many people die in these races. Because monkeys are sentient to begin with. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but then it turned into anime, and that's where I jump on board. <laughs> uh, basically, you got your protagonist, Speed Racer, who is the main driver for the Mach 5, which is a supercar. It's got all kinds of great things. He's like one of the best racers in the universe. Uh, one thing I love. Racer X. Uh, I, was, I wasn't getting there. Racer X, who is the greatest one, yeah. and is secretly his older brother, Rex. <gasps> Spoilers again. Jeez. Oh, hey, man. If you, haven't seen that horrible, if you haven't seen that horrible movie, <laughs> yeah. it causes seizures at the end. Uh, the Wachowski <laughs> movie? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It took I, I've never seen it, luckily. It was horrible. I kind of like it, but for the wrong reasons, probably. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh,. But Racer X becomes Racer X after he has a fight with his dad. After you know, told his dad was saying that you're not good enough or you're not ready yet to be a professional racer. So he does anyway. He steals the car and wrecks it. <laughs> and <then laughs> his, his name's name. Rex. <laughs> yes, wrecks it. So he he goes off and runs away and becomes Racer X. So then he's always uh mentoring speed while racing him. You know, sometimes he actually loses a race to speed on just uh give him some confidence. Keep, yeah. Cause he's always saying that you can always be a better racer than me to him throughout the whole thing. Uh, then he's got his little kid Spritel with the, uh, his little very smart monkey Chim Chim, who was always, <laughs> for some reason, always stowing away in the trunk. Yep. He always hit in the trunk, <laughs> always stowed away in the trunk to get in Everyone acknowledges that this is life or death and spread I'm gonna go help because you know I'm seven. Like, like, like you really emphasize that like people died during these races because the cars just go careening off into the yes. horizon and explode. <laughs> which was which was which was funny is they don't ever show people it's implied that these people are dead because when they crash, they crash spectacularly. Yeah. Or they go flying off into a canyon. It was also an era screaming. of when in actual races, in real life, race car drivers died all the time. So I think that was just considered, yeah, that's what happens in a race. <laughs> you crash, uh, you die. <laughs> then there was Trixie, his girlfriend, who always uh, 
helped. And then Sparky was the was the mechanic that helped with Pops create the Mark V. Yeah. Uh, it was just good, good, all fun because you know they they it was one of the few animes out there that that like sometimes while it was a, a, a different show kind of per episode, they had quite a few episodes where they were linked mm. uh, in the continuing. So it's almost like you know watching. Uh, a drama kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, the, they had the, the big giant race with the mammoth car, which was a giant, uh, <laughs> giant train looking truck thing. It was weird. Um, but yeah, but one of the things that drew me to this is that it was the car itself, man. The Mach five is an iconic car. It looks so cool. Yeah. You yeah. know, and the different things it could do. It had special treads that allowed it to grip the side of a, Something so it could ride sideways. It had saw blades so it could race through forests. <laughs> There's an excellent one where it's literally racing through forests and just cutting trees down. Yeah, yeah Ball, terrible, bulletproof terrible windshield the in the back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it had the windshield that would uh, pop in so they can go underwater. <laughs> uh, it had a remote control bird that would fly out of the, the hood. Uh, and the most iconic thing was the hydraulic jacks that shot yeah. up the ground that made it Wait. jump. With the <laughs> with the iconic chuk, 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 noise, <laughs> so yeah. Dexter's Laboratory had a really fun tribute episode to that with soapbox derby cars. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, you know, slot racers those uh, those racetracks that you used to buy when you were a kid. I think they're. Mm-hmm. St- I don't even think they make them anymore. Did you? Uh, have I, had, I had a Mach Five slot racer. Oh, that's pretty cool. Nice. That's awesome. So. Yeah, so Speed Racer, man, you know, I mean, other than the movie, uh, the comic books have been really good, the the anime itself has been really good, uh, I think in 1990 they re-released it. Oh, neat. And uh, it's got one of the best theme songs ever? Yes. Go, go. <laughs> yes, they re-released it in 1993 in, in America with the re- contemporary art style. Hmm. Nice. Cool so. speed racer. That one, you, pulled yeah, that, you pulled that one out. Uh, this one's cheating, and uh, I fully admit it, but there may be mecha in this show. <laughs> but it's it's not really about that at all. It is uh, 1995's Ghost in the Shell. That I'm talking about the movie, not the TV show. The TV show's good, but the movie's great. Uh, mm. Yeah, there is there is mecha in it, but come on. I most... almost took that one, but I, uh, I took it off my list because of that. Well, I took it off my list too. <laughs> well, this is my my uh, Mac Bay hanger. I make the rules, so this is going in. I'll break the <laughs> I break the rules when I want to. Uh, created by Masamune Shiro, who uh, also created Apple Seeds. So there you go, some more tying mm-hmm. into Mac shows. It was directed by uh, Mamoru uh, Oshi, who also directed uh, Pet Labor. Mm-hmm. And it's all about uh, Major uh, Kusanagi, who's a uh, uh, like an agent of the government, and uh, she hunts down the mysterious hacker known as the Puppet Master, and crazy stuff happens, and she does fight a giant mech at the end. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, then they went on to have a TV show. It was orig- uh, manga was it was original manga, which was great too, but uh, it is a great show. And it really influenced me into liking anime. It's one of this and the next one are the two that were like this. This made me love uh, anime in all its forms. And later realized that hey, I already liked anime because I liked Robotech, but I didn't know that at the time. 
Yeah. What it yeah, was? How, how did anyone see the movie? Uh, yeah, the live that, action one. It wasn't bad. It got a lot of flack because it, it, Scarlett Johansson was was cast as the uh, the major, but it was all that. That was kind of what the thing was about. It was a Japanese girl stuck in this this white girl's body. Like that's what the show was about. People people prejudged it, and it was fine. It was not great, but it was fine. I didn't see it, so. Yeah. I think it did capture a lot of the the original movie. Like there were some really good scenes that really captured it. And if you think it was okay, then I will actually. Watch. It was okay. Yeah, it wasn't great. It was okay. I, I for a, for an adaptation, a live action adaptation of an anime. I think it was one of the better ones, but that's not saying much. Mm. I haven't seen uh, uh, Battle Angel yet, which I will be seeing it soon. It's that one's really good. That yeah, was really good. Yeah, that's the one everybody says is the best. But uh, eventually, I'll get to that one. <laughs> I thought Star Blazers was going to be a good one. They, they took too many. They, they changed. It crazy. No, yes. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's the ending theme again. Uh, but no, Ghost in the Shell is is a masterpiece of a movie, and the TV show I argue is still some of the best uh, t- TV on television. Like uh, the the stuff they talk about is is futuristic enough to to be science fiction, but it really is just like on the cusp for a lot of different things with robotics and artificial intelligence and cybersecurity and all that kind of stuff. Like it's right on the brink, which makes it incredibly compelling. Yeah. It's if when it came out, it was science fiction, but now everybody's catching up. This tech is not that far off. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, and, and still like really kind of fulfilling that too. It's, it's not, it's not the kind of uh, sci-fi where, where the tech gets really like surpassed. Yeah. Um, in, in a huge way, but like, I mean, they, they practically plug like USB, uh, plugs into their, their necks where they have like a little, uh, cyber brain thing. Like it's, it's all, like I said, it's like right on the edge of current technology and the show is over, you know, 15 years old or something now. More than that, 25 years old. Well, the movie, yeah. Yeah, the The movie, movie, that's what I'm saying, yeah. The, The TV show is like 05, I think. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, crazy. So that's pretty cool. And, yeah. and yeah, even in, in the movie, there's like a, at one point she has like a, uh, invisibility cloak kind of thing on, or her suit turns invisible. And they, the guy she's chasing has the invisibility cloak. But that stuff is, they're, they're creating that technology now with like active, uh, camouflage and things. It's, it's pretty amazing what's, uh, it's come from it. And all the cybernetics and stuff is obviously, uh, coming true. It's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> so there you go. Brian, what do you got next? Okay, uh, so this one I'm I'm not. It's your I'm final one, I think. This is my final one, so it's a big one. <laughs> uh, so, um, so there's this franchise uh, that that's core series is called Fate Stay Night. It's it's known for Fate backslash and then yeah, kind of a subsequent section. Uh, there's Fate Zero. There's Fate Unlimited Blade Works. There's Fate Apocrypha. Um, there's, there's a handful. It's a whole franchise at this point, uh, that's really kind of exploded and taken off. It was made in the, uh, mid 2000s, I think 03, 04. Um, and, uh, the, the premise of the show is pretty kind of simple to start in that, um, basically like seven mages, uh, summon seven heroic spirits from, history and myth 
to to fight each other in this epic battle for the Holy Grail in a very Highlander esque. There can only be one. Um, and and our our main character, who's this loser named Shiro, uh, Shiro Emiya, uh, basically draws. Uh, basically, there's different classes for these heroic spirits, and he draws Saber, who's uh, King Arthur, but also a woman. Uh, so it's a fun, gen- like, it started with that one being like their first gender flip, and then if you follow the franchise, they continue to do that to exhaustion <laughs> in some cases. Um, but uh, it, it's it's really uh, fascinating. So the, the heroes that, that are in the, the original series, uh, Fate Stay Night, is King Arthur, uh, you got Kukulain, uh from Irish myth. Um, you've got Hercules from Greek myth. Um, Medea, who's also Greek. Uh, Medusa. You get um, uh, famous swordsman and I, I uh, Kojiro Sasuke. I'm gonna get his name wrong. Um, they, a lot of times they go by their their class name because if you know who they are as as heroes, you'll know about like their fatal flaw, right? You so, said Medea. Yeah, Medea. Tyler, Tyler Perry's in there. <laughs> no, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, Medea, the the witch, the, the evil witch from the Jason and the Argonauts. Yes. Um, and uh, and let's see, I'm I feel like I'm missing somebody. Oh well. Um. And uh, Gilgamesh uh, is is you know one of the original heroes, and there's this really uh, fun thing where the the guys that made the show uh, really I like it, it started off as a, a, a visual novel, uh, <laughs> which in this context translates to it was a porn game. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But um, they, they they really went the extra mile with the the characters that they put together. Um, they they did a lot of delving into their backgrounds and really make the the characters work uh, in such a way where there's like little little bits and pieces of their their mythology will will find their way into like how these characters interact with one another. Um, a, a great example in in Fate Zero. Is uh, three three kings uh, basically get together and have a feast, and it's it's King Arthur, known as King of the Knights. Uh, there's Alexander the Great, who's King of the Conquerors, and then there's um, Gilgamesh, who counts himself as King of the Heroes because he was the first one. Uh, so, like, they have this really fun discussion then about like how they ruled and whose whose way of doing it was better. Um, and so, like, really, really kind of history, mythology, nerdy kind of stuff. Like, you get King Arthur's two different swords: the one that's the sword and the stone, and one that's the Lady of the Lake gave. Um, fun stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, it's it's. Fun for for those kind of nerds. It's really has exploded. There's so much of it now um, that it's it's hard to keep up with. It has a mobile game. Uh, it has a cooking anime show. <laughs> it 
It has a spin-off Magical Girl show, which is not great in my opinion, but um You're not the target yeah. audience? Not not the target audience for that, and I I wouldn't want to be counted among the target audience of that. Uh, <laughs> it, it's 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 a mag- it's a magical girl show, but uh, it's made for an older audience. Yeah, which which not girls. Uh, <laughs> nah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if you can if you can tra- track it down, uh, the crappy thing is that Anaplex is the ones that did the distribution of it. So the the home release. So if you want to get this two season, like Fate Zero, for instance, uh, this two season show, equaling about twenty six episodes, I think, uh, will run you a couple hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but like like I mean like four hundred probably for the whole thing, um, for an anime show. Uh, but it's it recently has a couple of movies coming out uh, called Fate Heaven's Feel which is the third arc of the original uh, story. Basically, the, the original story had three different routes, depending on which heroine your hero cho- chose uh, for his significant other. And um, But if, if you are looking to get into it, what I'd recommend probably is Fate Zero. It's a prequel uh, series that came out uh, after the original Stay Night one. It's... Uh, Wonderfully animated. It's a darker story, um, and uh, and if you like that, you can check out Fate Stay Night. It's a little bit lighter in tone, uh, or Fate Unlimited Blade Works, uh, which would be kind of the direct sequel from Zero, uh, same studio, kind of working on that. And uh, and then you can dive into the craziness that is like uh, Fate Apocrypha, where you get some really really insane mashups of of Mordred and Frankenstein and uh Spartacus <laughs> and and just uh that one goes off the rails. Vlad Tepish, uh Karna Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's the perfect environment though for, you know, kind of those those dream team mashups of heroic figures. Uh, duking it out for supremacy, and and with it, pretty much all of them they do kind of elevate it with either either their their characters' motivations come into play, like they're very intrinsic to the characters' um, motivations for fighting in this holy grail war. Because if you win it, you get one wish, one perfect wish, and stuff like that. So it's it's great. It's there's just a lot of it now. <laughs> Well, and I'll stop talking because it goes. Yeah, it can go on forever about that. It's show. crazy. You're a crazy person, and it's yeah. It seems like it's a uh, daunting to get into it, but uh, worth it if you try. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely worth it. Um, but pace yourself, uh, <laughs> and you don't you don't need to know absolutely everything at the outset, like some people will tell you you need to do. But it's fun. Okay, after that, All right. <laughs> after that All right, treatise, yeah. uh, please, Pat, what is your I'm final done. one? My final one. All right, before I start with my final one, uh, I just want to, I was kind of browsing some news uh, for, you know, for the next time around. Uh, but actually, this actually replies more now to what we're talking about. So according to this entertainment blog that I see, 
The Russo Brothers AGBO Studios is developing a Grimjack Comics and a Battle of the Planets live action movie. There you oh, go. No kidding. <laughs> uh, Joe Russo, this the part that kills me about this at the end. It says Joe Russo says if we're if we were to make it, it would be a live action film. And this is a, a show that I used to run home to watch after school. <laughs> is it from your neighborhood? <laughs> it must be. That's funny. Uh, they don't say that there's. It says there's no writers on Battle of the Planets yet. But if that happens, that's okay. I mean, the Russos do okay, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they're they're the guys behind uh, all the best uh, Marvel movies. Yeah, so I'm slightly if they do this, I hope they go to the dark side like the the comic books did. Oh, I'm sure they they they're going to treat it uh, more adult to get the most people. Yeah. All right. That being said, an addendum to my earlier stuff. Mm-hmm. My last one is, of course, a very iconic anime film. Uh, anyone who likes anime is probably watched this several times. Uh, and it's the film that bumped Cowboy Bebop. No. What's that? And that would be Akira. You uh-huh. stole my number one, you... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it's, it's the iconic of the anime films, right? Yeah. When most people Which... think anime, they think Akira. Yeah, everyone, I mean, mainstream, even if you're not a big anime fan, I'm sure people argue that Akira is not the most iconic, but you you have to look at it as a non-anime fan, mm-hmm. you know? I'm mm-hmm. sure there, there, there are definitely other films out there that are probably as good or better, but this is the one that everyone equates anime to. Well, it was one of the first major films to come from Japan to the States and be popular. and Yeah. And kind of also show just how mature they're... Mm-hmm. Like, an- anime was yeah. and cartoons could be. Because you got that singularity that destroys Tokyo, and then this year, Neo Tokyo was built, according to the movie. <laughs> was well, it this the year? Olymp- the Japanese Olympics is 20, coming up. 2019, uh, Tokyo was rebuilt as Neo Tokyo. That's hilarious. The, the, the Olympics they mentioned are actually coming up in Japan. Yep. They, they got the right year. <laughs> Neo Tokyo, plagued by corruption, anti-government protests, kind of, kind of what's going on now. Ter- terrorism, gang violence, verge on the collapse. It's America. Biker gangs. <laughs> Biker gangs like that. Uh, who's I forget, who, what's the name of the character that has the power? Uh, Tetsuya Kaneda. Yeah, yeah Tetsu and uh, Kanada is uh, Tetsuya Shima and Shotaro Kaneda. Yeah, Kaneda. Yeah. And then there's Kai. And then the guy that's hunting him down, Colonel Shikshima. Yeah, the, in the, in the uh, comic book, he's great. He's my favorite part of, part about the manga. He is he is hilarious in the manga. So uh, <laughs> I don't even know if it's even worth going over the the plot. I mean, because everyone knows it. Yeah, so, it's pretty so. much uh, biker gangs. All of a sudden, there's a a weird uh, psychic kids, and uh, <laughs> all hell breaks loose. Yeah. It doesn't end well. <laughs> doesn't doesn't uh, doesn't Tetsuo start a singularity to destroy Neo Tokyo? No, oh, he, because it's, it's the, he loses control of his powers, right? Yeah, because uh, yeah, Akira is uh, the one who did it originally, and then they he, he's kind of been frozen, and it's uh, Tetsuo is kind of getting in contact with Akira to to bring it all back and cause the end of Neo Tokyo again for the third time or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Canada's got to stop his friend, with the help of of 
you know, Shotaro. space satellites that shoot lasers and things like that. <laughs> but yeah, great, great movie. And it's a, it's a classic. It is a classic. Uh, t- since it's the same as mine, I'll add to it uh, that a movie is on track with uh, Taika Watiti is uh, directing. So that's going to be good. It got pushed back because of Thor 4, but it's supposed to happen. Uh, and also an Akira sequel is coming from the original creator, from uh, Keshiro Otoma. Nice. So. Now, Warner Brothers has the rights for the live action film. I think so. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. It originally, uh, like back in the 90s or 2000s, early 2000s, originally it was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's company was, uh, yeah, he was making a big push. Trying yeah, to he was trying it. to get it to made, and at the time, he's like, "It's it can't be done." But now, with I think with computer technology and graphics, and I, I can imagine this being crazy. And Taika Waititi is the kind of crazy guy who might be able to pull it off. So that'll be fun. It's kind of like that, uh, like Battle Angel, right? Like it, it, it was something yeah. that mo- lots of these uh, you know creators in Hollywood knew about and really wanted to do. Yeah, James Cameron forever was trying to yep. make it. Yeah, and Robert Rodriguez, and yeah, he yeah. finally did it. Yeah, it's, it's so it's yeah. This is one of those ones that it's going to happen because it's the technology. I also love that this is such an iconic movie. Have you ever seen those motorcycles that they built off of uh, oh, yeah. Canada's bike in real life? It's like, oh, that's yes. so cool. Well, there was a guy, I think his name is Kevin Tran. He was on uh, Supernatural as one of the prophets, if you ever watched yeah, Supernatural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he actually, him and his friends tried to do a live-action Akira, and they actually did a poster with the bike and him with the red jacket and everything on. Oh, wow. Yeah, he has uh, a good look for Kaneda, actually, back yeah. in the day especially. yeah. So I wish I could remember... If they actually did a short, or they just did a, just did a little, yeah, yeah. Um, there's been a lot of attempts, and it's it is a, a classic for a reason. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, at the time, I think it was the the highest highest costing anime movie, and then the highest grossing one too. It's been passed well, since you know then, but there was a uh, there was a trailer, and it was on the the website was akira projectcom They made them take it down, or is it still up there? I don't know. I'm gonna look. But, mm-hmm. uh, Fun stuff, Akira. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, that covers it pretty good. We went on for a long time talking about these animes. See, yeah, it turned into yeah. a face, it turned into a Facebook page, but the, uh-huh. the trailer's on there. Cool. Nice. So we'll put the link in the show notes so you can watch the trailer for that uh, that Akira short. And uh, yeah, I don't. I think we'll we'll get into the Xville. Get out of here before before Brian thinks of some more shows. Oh, yeah. I've I've been thinking about them. <laughs> Oh. Honorable mention, Outlaw Star! Let's <laughs> X-Fill out of here. Alright, welcome to the X-Fill. We've had a long one here. We had a lot to talk about, all those non-mech animes. But we'll, we'll promise next time we'll be back to a mech topic. I believe it's... it's uh, Pat, you're next, Chopper? No, yes. it's, no, it's Brian. Oh, is it Brian? I don't keep it's track Brian. of these things. It's yeah. Brian, because I, was, I just did the last one. I don't... I don't remember last month. Come on. Oh, yeah, Brian. Brian, start thinking of uh, a new one then. I'll, I'll think of something. Yeah, think of something. And, uh, yeah, go to our Discord. You can find the links in the show notes. And you can go to our Facebook page, Twitter. We have everything. Please uh, discuss your favorite stuff in in this uh, post on Facebook. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, anything else, guys? Anything else we have to cover before we get out of here? 
and, and this go. national nightmare. Hmm. Why is it? Why is it a nightmare? Because it was non-mech related. Oh, true. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, I think, like you said, it was a good way for people to understand where we came from and where our backgrounds are. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, it's uh, yeah, it's easy to say you like Gundam, but it's the other stuff that uh, really defines you. And, <laughs> and Brian, we've got a we've got a nice vision into your psyche now. How's that feel? Yeah, yeah, it's it's great, everybody. <laughs> And there's plenty more shows that that couldn't make the list. Yep, and if it, you can just ask Brian, he'll send you a list of shows to go. Oh watch. yeah, all of them. <laughs> and uh, until next time, I've been Rob. I've been Brian. And I've been Chopper. Yeah, we got it right. And we'll Woo-hoo! be back next month for more Mecha Madness. We'll have a lot of Gen Con talk. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. We'll, we'll see our what we get from Gen Con Mech related, and I'm sure there'll be a lot. So there we go. <laughs> bye bye. Bye guys. This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at MArmorRadio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, MobileArmorRadio.podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more mecha discussion. 